morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back. Back to the saddle. Yeah. Did I wear my coat for that day since I was off? Oh, awesome. Look, uh, studious my glasses. So there you go. Let's get your toes. All right, let's begin. <laughs> In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. Merciful Lord, cleanse and defend your church by the sacrifice of Christ. United with him in holy baptism, give us grace to receive with thanksgiving the fruits of his redeeming work and daily follow in his way through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 10th Sunday after Pentecost is from Jeremiah chapter 23. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word, or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Behold, the storm of the Lord, wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest, it will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. In the latter days you will understand it clearly. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people, and they would have turn them from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far off, afar off? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not feel heaven and earth, declares the Lord? I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall there be lies in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart, who think to make my people forget my name by their dreams, and they tell one another, even as their fathers forgot my name, for Baal? Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What is straw in common with wheat, declares the Lord. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the epistle reading, the second reading, is from Hebrews chapter 11 and 12. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. 
for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith the people crossed the Red Sea as if on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been erected for seven days. By faith Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient, because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Therefore, we are, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel is from Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 53. Jesus said, I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, in one house, there will be five divided against three. Well, there will be five divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I like to um, watch some of those... Law and Order episodes. Oh, yeah, I've watched and them. Blue Bloods, I'm into that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I like that, yeah. All those shows, those uh, police shows. And, um, you know, you, you always know the scene where there's a criminal who's holding somebody captive and the SWAT team comes in and they say, you're surrounded, come out with your hands up, um, give up. And um, when I think about that phrase, you're surrounded, I think about the things that we're surrounded with in our life. Um, good things and bad things, um, uh, health concerns, uh, people as they're getting older, the age problems, cataracts, and um, hearing problems, um, uh, walking problems, things like that. Then there are uh, family difficulties that um, we deal with a lot with people who are struggling with um, children or spouses and things like that. There's financial things that we're surrounded about it. And as we heard last week, we get anxious about those things. We worry about them. Um, we're tempted often to live as if Christ didn't die for us. Uh, we're enticed by the world and its lures, and we forget that we really are baptized children of God and that we are surrounded um, by a great cloud of witnesses. And that Hebrews, uh, which we've been dealing with the past two weeks, um, the Lord reminds us that we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses who have gone before us, and he gives us the evidence of that, all of these different things. Um, Abraham and Isaac and um, I think it's interesting that uh, as you were reading that what struck me was that Moses is mentioned five times mm -hmm. um, uh, there was a man who um, you know started off when he was an infant and, and put in the in, in the in the in the waters and, and the whole story of Moses's life and, and how um, by faith in the promise that God had given to him he led the people the children of Israel out of slavery and into and into life, and, and um, we often, I think, look at those at those stories, those uh, narratives in the Old Testament, and think, 
um, the persecution that they faced it, that they faced back then. And, and, um, but yet we're surrounded today with persecution as Christians. Um, I think our culture is uh, quickly uh, coming in to go after Christians in different ways than we never anticipated. Um, you know, as you listen to the news, as you uh, uh, look online and you hear this constant bombardment about sexual identity, um, the question about what marriage is and, and um, that the Christian faith is really looked at as a joke and that the Word of God is, is nothing but a fairy tale and a myth. Um, so we're surrounded by these things. I think there's an active atheism today that's trying to rob our children of, uh, of the good gifts that God has given to us. Uh, first of all, in their, their identity as male or female. Um, how, the, how the schools and, uh, are, are robbing our children, and not only in the university setting, but now it's even getting lower and lower with this agenda, uh, which is very anti-Christian. And, and sometimes we can throw our hands up in the air and, and, uh, and maybe be in despair about these things, but yet we're surrounded. We're surrounded by um, those, first of all, who have gone on before us, and the promises that God has given to us in his word. Um, so those are just some thoughts I want to start. Maybe we can chat a little bit about that. And, and uh, Yeah, surrounded by that great cloud of witnesses who, who simply received, believed in the word of God and the, the word of truth that saved them from sin and death and gave them new life. And they surround us now when we gather in the Lord's name to hear his word, the word of truth. Uh, and they encourage us along the way, right? That's what, you know, mm -hmm. uh, back when we gather and worship, we do it together with angels, archangels, and all the company of heaven. It's kind of intrigued by the prophet Jeremiah. Yeah. We, and thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. And uh, the vain hopes are the hope in ourselves. Um, I talked about last week, Prometheus, uh, the, mm -hmm. the myth. Uh, summer, by the way. Yeah, and... And the, the blind, and he calls it, it was kind of fascinating to me, blind hope or, mm -hmm. or blind faith that we have all of this technology but he, and, and we have all of these, uh, um, uh, if you will, the power of the gods, if right. you will, but not the wisdom of the gods. In other words, um, we die. And that's the, that's the bottom line. And when Jesus talks about that, he, you know, if, if you can't even, you know, take the span of your life, you know, why do you worry about everything else? Well, what we have going on right now is, like you said, people lying about who they are right. and saying that you have to lie about who they are or you have to lie about who you are because we just make it up, right? But notice how that's condemned by, um, by God through the prophet Jeremiah. They speak visions of the, uh, their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They can say continually to those who despise uh, the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And the dirty little secret, it's not well with people who live by lies. And that's in, why in the church we deal with realities. We don't, we don't deal with a, um, uh, the idol of the metaverse, if you will, to escape reality of who we are. Because in the end, we have to deal with that. And thanks be to God who deals with it. He burns the chaff of those lies, right? But ultimately, he takes the fire of our sin and death on himself and the cross. It gets burned for our sin in our place so that we can um, receive the benefits of uh, his suffering, death, and resurrection, the forgiveness of our sins, and, and the newness of life, so that we can join uh, those who have gone before us, that great cloud of witnesses. And we're a witness here. 
every time you go to church, you're a witness. Um, when we come to, when we gather together in church, we are witnesses to the, the grace and the mercy of God who deals with the reality of our sin graciously and lovingly and, and forgives it. Yeah, I think, and also one of the things maybe in the gospel lesson, just to touch a little bit on that, that we have this kind of disturbing thing that, that Jesus tells us that there will be divi this division even in the household, uh, in Christian houses. Mm -hmm. and, and ultimately, unbelief divides. Um, it divides citizens, it divides even Christian institutions, it divides close relationships. Um, it cuts very deep. And I think one of the things that, that we're being reminded of here is that as baptized children of God, we will be attacked mm -hmm. um, by the devil, by the world, and our own sinful flesh. Um, and uh, a lot of families have been divided over all sorts of things that are going on right now. And it's easy to worry about these things and I guess be in despair and kind of throw our hands up. But the reminder is that we are his baptized children of God. We've been adopted into a different family, mm -hmm. the family here, um, the church, where uh, sometimes relationships are stronger in the church than they are even in our own families. So maybe um, when I want to ask you a question, see how you would respond to this. Um, what, what type of hope advice, counsel would you give to parents and families that are struggling with, you know, uh, where there's division in a house over some of these cultural things that are going on that attack the Word of God? What, what kind of um, pastoral advice would you give? I would trust the Word of God and speak the truth in love without sacrificing either when you are attacked or when you know, someone accuses you of being this, that, or the other, um, you know, when, when, the, when lives are spoken against you, um, don't return in kind, um, but simply uh, gently speak the truth in love without sacrificing either, knowing that, you know, you are going to be burned by this, mm -hmm. right? But, but you're, um, you're not chaff, you're not straw in Christ. And, and what that fire does, the fire of these difficulties in our lives, it, it um, takes away the dross, right? Mm -hmm. It purifies us and it's, it's painful, but it, it, it makes you stronger in the end. And also when you, when you love those who hate you or who speak lies about you or, or what have you, um, when it doesn't work out well for them, they'll remember that you cared even when they didn't. And think about how our Lord cares, even when we don't. Right. And he loves us even when we hate him. Right. Yeah. That, that, notice the cross is, why was he on the cross? People hated him. Yeah. They sought to get rid of him. But he, he overcomes our sin and death. He overcomes the hate and, and just loves us even more. Right. And so to love and to care, to pray for them, uh, to do good, right? Not to get caught up in the, the, um, the way of the world, which is to just... Um, Cancel annihilate one yeah. another, cancel one another. Yeah, I, I think the other thing I kind of compare this, um, and and the writer to Hebrews does too, is let us fix our eyes upon Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's this Christian life is is really like a marathon, mm -hmm. and sometimes we get into the the really tough miles, mm -hmm. and we want to give up, uh, but it's then and and it's at those times that we need to cling more closely to our family, the church. Mm -hmm. uh, remember running a marathon or half marathons, I know you've done it too, is when you really struggle and then you hear the people next to you encouraging, encouraging you. you and talking you through it. Yeah. 
and praying for you. Yeah. And, and we're in this together. And then on top of that, we have that great cloud of witnesses that's cheering, up, mm -hmm. cheering us on. Yeah. And uh, it's really a, a beautiful picture. And that's the importance of being in the church. Yeah. And with your families, not to get caught up in like the politics. Right. And we have elections coming up and so forth. The, they're not the saviors, right? right? I mean, Jesus is. So fix your eyes yeah. on Jesus and encourage one another. You know, speaking, you brought up the, it's just kind of off the top of my head here, but um, the half marathon that mm -hmm. I did. Um, you did a hilly one too. Oh yeah, County, in yeah. Door County. Yeah, because I thought it'd be beautiful. Well, <laughs> but, about that. but it was interesting and it was beautiful. Um, but anyway, I, <laughs> I remember there was this huge crowd of people and they're all cheering you on. And I had, I had in my, um, my music in my ear was da, 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 right? And I, I was going really, really fast while they're all there. And then I turned the corner and everybody was gone. And I will see this hill. And da, 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 da. Yeah. I, I didn't have that encouragement. And then except that the, at the top, there was a guy playing the bagpipes. He's <laughs> he's playing Amazing Grace. I thought, oh, I'm dead. Die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well you know, I had that great life. encouragement. Yeah. Well, we have a great hymn that that speaks about our faith being founded, and I thought we'd look at that one this morning. Um, it's 587. Um, I think it's the last hymn we're singing. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, 587 out of Lutheran Service Book. Um, should we do one and three, I th sure. think? Well, hang on. Um, yeah, let's do one and three. I know my faith is founded on Jesus Christ, my God and Lord. And this my faith confessing, unmoved I stand on his sure word. Our reason cannot fathom the truth of God profound. Who trusts in human wisdom, relies on shifting ground. God's word is all sufficient and makes divinely sure. And trusting in its wisdom, my faith shall rest secure. In faith, Lord, let me serve you, though persecution, grief, and pain should seek to overwhelm me, let me a steadfast trust retain, and then at my departure, Lord, take me home to you. Your riches to inherit, as all you said holds true. In life and death, Lord, keep me until your heaven I gain. Where I, by your great mercy, the end of faith attain. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.